It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. Welcome to the Cardiff City Weekly. And uh, oh, yes, have we got some stuff to discuss this evening. Very, very exciting time. Obviously, first and foremost, this Monday, we have the first ever Cardiff City fan show, a show dedicated to the fans for the fans to have their say every Monday live from the 1927 Lounge at the Roman Tavern Pub in Cardiff. I will be hosting. There will be fans there having their say on the weekend before. So this Monday in the first one, we have Blackburn Rovers on Saturday. So there's always going to be lots to discuss with Cardiff. It's never, ever boring. And uh, just as we wait for some of the latecomers, a bit of a shout out now, Sports Social Podcast Network. If you like your podcasts in audio form, they they produce all our audio content for all our different shows that we do, which is vast, including Rodri Giggs and Football, Cardiff City Weekly, and more. Uh, lots and lots to do. Big shout out as well to the patrons and members of Ace Podcast Nation, who, as we speak, are getting early access perks. So for their £2 a week, or two, sorry, £2, £3 a month, they get all sorts of exclusive content. But... For the announcement, which I'm about to make, which is awesome for Cardiff City fans, it's going to be a wicked, wicked thing. Those members, for their £3 a month, have already got access to that. They've already getting getting down and getting their tickets. But um, i got to give it a couple of minutes just to let the, let the, the latecomers come in because I, you know, I don't want to repeat myself over and over and over and over again. Those with an eagle eye will have uh, spotted some stuff anyway. Some people, obviously, members already know as well. People who are paid, if you want to sign up and become a member, you can still get that early access. You can still get that uh, early access before things kick into general sale tomorrow. Uh, just sign up patreon.com slash ace podcast nation. It's an instant thing. So you get all the content which is on there previously. Plus, you get early access to any potential live events, live shows, things like that. It's all good. It's all good. But um, <clears throat> as I say, any newcomers, I'm Sai. 
I like talking. I waffle. We're going to talk about Cardiff City. And the one thing with the Cardiff City Weekly and the, the previews, the reviews we do with football, with Rodri as well on a Thursday, is we like to talk tactics. We like to talk about the ins and outs of the game and football. Everyone's view is welcome, as long as you're not a dick, basically. And um, we like to get knee-deep in everything with it. And we like to have a discussion about all things football. So, obviously, it's the Cardiff City Weekly, so we're going to mainly be focusing on Cardiff City versus Blackburn at the weekend. We're also going to talk Wales versus Croatia. What a performance that was. And a bit, probably a bit of championship and stuff like that as well. Um, so, it's going to be a lot of fun. But... With no further ado, ado, uh, I am delighted to announce that uh, Ace Podcast Nation presents uh, a live question and answer, live event, an evening with Cardiff City legends. So it's going to be a fairly regular thing um, at the Roman Tavern Pub, myself hosting with a Cardiff City legend, and uh, it'll be sort of... 40 minutes of me and them talking and them telling some stories, stuff like that. Little break. And then it is, at the very least, an hour, maybe more, of just you guys, 50 people in a room where you get to speak to those legends. You get to ask them questions. You get to interact with them. You get to have photos with them. You, you know, you have a real intimate experience. So tickets for the first one is the 3rd of November with none other than Mr. Andrew Campbell, and uh, myself and Andy will be talking all things Cardiff City, his time in Wales, and uh, that goal in that game, which I would say the goal which saved Cardiff City, if I was saying it myself. But uh, as you know, me and Andy are good friends. We've got a very good rapport. So I'm excited for the first one to be me and Andy because it means I'll be a bit more relaxed and I can chat and stuff like that. But it's one experience for Cardiff fans. 50 people, so it's very, very intimate, very small. The tickets are only £5 in the Roman Town Pub in the 1927 Lounge. It'll be me, Andy, 50 of you guys. The tickets go on sale tomorrow at midday. They're going to go quick. I can tell you that now. There's only 50 of them. Uh, members of the podcast have got had about just about under 24 hours to get them. Um so you're going to have to be quick. Midday, the link will be going up just before midday. And then it's just get your tickets. £5, first come, first served, no guarantees. You get what you get. If you're a member, and as I say this again, if you are a member, you can get those tickets now. But you have to sign up to patreon.com slash Nation. They go on general sale tomorrow to everybody. They are £5 a ticket. And it is going to be a special, special experience. The one with Andy is the first one. Um, we've already got at least another two lined up before Christmas. Um, and they're special. They're really special. And like some of the, uh, you know, some of, some of the names and some of the legends which are going to be coming on is phenomenal. I, I cannot tell you how excited. And look, I'm sure some of you will be able to guess a lot of them because you guys, you know, you know, some of you know who I know and you know who I'm friends with and you know this and that. But there's also some others, you know. Think back to the shows which me and Andy used to do. Think about all the Cardiff City legends that we had on those shows. Like, we can do some real special events. As long as people want to keep coming, we will keep putting on these really intimate, special events for Cardiff City fans. Because for so long, Cardiff City fans are treated like shit. Football fans generally are treated like shit. But Cardiff City fans particularly are just ostracised. 
by the media in Wales, by Wales as a country, by the government, by the councillors, by the MPs. We just get slagged off as like just riffraff and it's all about rugby, blah, blah, blah. What we wanted to do is we wanted to do something special for Cardiff City fans. So we are getting legends in in a small, intimate environment where you can speak to them. So you're not sat at the back of an arena listening to someone on a microphone from miles away, just a dot in the distance. You get to sit by and ask them questions, ask them anything, and just speak and just chat. Intimate, get a photo with these guys, legends of the game, legends of Cardiff City. Would Cardiff City be where they are now? if it weren't for Andy Campbell's goal versus QPR at the Millennium Stadium. I would argue not. Would we have gone bust after that? I think it's certainly a possibility. Um, looking at the comments, a few people saying that they got their tickets and stuff already. And this is what I'm saying to you. Like, <clears throat> when these tickets go on sale tomorrow at 12 o'clock, they are going to fly out because they're cheap. They're £5. And there's only 50 of them. So, like... I'm glad that I was able to give back to the people who support the channel and the members and stuff like that and able to give them the opportunity to get make sure they got a ticket because these are the guys which keep this channel going. It's a tremendous opportunity for myself. It's something which, as you guys know, I've talked about a lot. When me and Andy were doing the podcast, we were sort of just in the process of discussing about doing like a big live show, AC footy show and friends, and we were going to have guests and band and blah, blah, blah. And... And then the very next day, Andy got a call from Middlesbrough Ladies and had to pull away from the podcast and it all went a bit tits up. So it's something which I've wanted to build towards was doing a live show. My channel on its own is probably not that kind of thing at the moment or anymore. As I said, he maybe doesn't have to follow in and, and whatever, you know, it is what it is. However, by teaming up with the Roman Tavern, which is a Cardiff City pub, which embraces Cardiff City fans, doesn't stop you coming in because you've got a certain designer clothing on or because you've got a Cardiff City shirt on, doesn't kick you out because of that. They embrace you. They want you there. There's a Cardiff City pub. They want you and the Roman Tavern want you to make them part of the, your match day experience, your experience in the week. And this is a big part of that. Obviously, every Monday we're going to have the fan shows. And I, you know, the more the merrier. The more fans we can get down there, I will, we'll, if there's loads of people down, we'll just rotate them and we'll just have different fans coming on, giving their view, talking about the game, talking about whatever's going on because there's always something going on at Cardiff City. What I want is to do something special for Cardiff fans and embrace the fans because for too long we've been ostracised, for too long we've been treated like shit. Tickets for the Andy Campbell live show go on sale at midday tomorrow. So look on all my socials and stuff like that. The link will be there midday tomorrow. And guys, you for the ones who've got their tickets, please spread the word. Like obviously, just spread the word. Give people the opportunity to get involved because I think it's something really special. Um, Andy is such a good guy, and he's a guy which loves Cardiff, loves Wales, loved his time here. So for him to be able to sit in a room with fifty Cardiff fans and chat to them and tell stories and answer their questions, whatever they may be. Maybe he'll talk about Dave Jones in a bit more detail than he did on a podcast where it's, you know, it's going to get clipped up and, and put around the place. You know, you might hear some of the stories from these guys that you don't hear when they do interviews and podcasts and stuff like that. It's very intimate setting. But as I say, because the tickets for this event are £5, they are going to go quick. 12 o'clock tomorrow, 
gay tickets. Or if you're clever, sign up to patreon.com slash acepodcastnation for three quid and go and get them now. <coughs> excuse me. You'll have to excuse my coughing. I, uh, I've, had, I've been ill for like a week and I just cannot shake it. Doing my best, though. Doing my best. Um, so we'll talk about that a bit more. i got a little story to tell a bit later on, which... Um, if you'll indulge me a little, but I'll, I'll do that at the end. Um, let's talk Cardiff City. Where do we stand? Where do we where do we feel the club is after that? So if you look at it from international break to international break, I think overall it was a positive period. Beat Swansea, went on a winning run, fell off a little bit towards the end. And I think we tactically, we talked about that a little bit, that flat 4-3-3 when, when Aaron Ramsey's not there, I think created a bit of an issue for the team overall. We weren't quite as fluid. We weren't quite as good on the ball as we had been. So hopefully we'll revert back to having a number 10 and an attacking midfielder to get the shape back. And I think that will help the likes of Tanner, Odaldo when he's back and, and Bowler and the rest of them to really get in on the goals because Tanner looks a real deal. Like he looks, he could be something special, but um, it'll be interesting because the Blackburn game, obviously it was an EFL game. So it's like the EFL game. We did a little watch along, didn't we? And then like, the first half was quite interesting. Cardiff did all right. And it was, it was a watch along without a watch along because we couldn't get a stream. And I think it's interesting to me because the first half we competed and it was, I think it was two all at halftime. And then the second half, we just went to pieces. Absolutely just went to pieces. And they, you know, they walked away with the game. But that is obviously with a very much rotated team, different formation, stuff like that. Whereas, you know, Saturday we're going to go in and it's going to be a full-on, it's going to be first choice 11. Hopefully everyone's fit. People who've been on, you know, international duty and stuff like that. Hopefully they will be fit. And hopefully we can get Aaron Ramsey back soon. Um, but it was interesting, like Robert Page is taking a lot of criticism for his tactics. And with him, without Aaron Ramsey, kept a similar shape and tactic to the way they play. And it worked for Wales. Cardiff changed their formation because Ramsey was out. And I think it affected, it made the team a bit more disjointed. They weren't quite as fluid and comfortable on the ball. We stopped scoring as many goals and games became harder. Probably should have beaten Watford and didn't. I think, you know, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I think overall, I think that period from international break to international break for Cardiff was really, really positive. And I think if they can do the same again, they go, if they have a similar period between this international break and the next break, we'll be flying. We'll be right up in the playoffs. So I think you have to... You have to keep an eye on the positives and not become too negative because I think the manager's doing a tremendous job. I think he's getting a tune out of Atete, which didn't look like it was going to happen early on in the season. And fair play to Atete. He took a lot of criticism for things like his body language, his work rate, his attitude in some of the earlier games in the season. And he's got his head down. And not only is he finishing fantastically well, he's working hard. He's linking up a bit better and he seems much more engaged in the way the team plays. So that's great to see. And Perry NG has just been phenomenal all season. Man is just my hero. His, his attitude, his work rate, his quality. 
whatever role they ask him to play, he is just does it and he does it so well. Whether it's being an inverted fullback and pushing into midfield and playing on the ball, overlapping, underlapping, defending, whatever you ask him to do, he's he's excellent at doing it. Um, so I'm really fascinated with how we set up for this Blackburn game uh, because Blackburn Blackburn have fallen off big time this year. They lost four of the last five. They did win their last game, but they're struggling in the league compared to where they've been in recent times. So it'll be very interesting to see how Cardiff go about their business is away from home. So I did say I can understand playing that flat 4-3-3 away from home. But the more I think about it, I'd rather see Ruben Corwell in that number 10 and let's play the system that's got us where we are this season, that, that took us on a winning run, that beat Swansea in the South Wales derby. That formation is is very important to the way we play. And the change in formation has caused us to drop points. We lost when we drew one. Now, look, the championship is hard and and we, you, you know, you lose games, you win games. Anyone can beat anyone. We know this. But when you're on those good runs, it's important to prolong them as much as you can. And then when they do come to an end, it's how you react. So we lost the game and then we drew against Watford. And now we have to come out of this international break with another performance like we did against Swansea. Has to be high tempo, has to be playing good football and utilising the players that are available and the players that are in form. So Atete at the moment is in form. Let's utilise him. But you need to get someone, a number 10, around him to help him. If he's got a flat three midfield, it's useless to him. You're just lumping the ball up to him and hoping that he can do something. And I think that's not fair to, to a young forward like that. And I also think it's not the most effective way. Um, so, yes, yeah, one of those things. Let's have a look at some of the comments. Anyway, guys, I've been a bit, uh, you know, been talking for 17 minutes straight. Let's uh, let's have a look what you guys are saying. Uh, Matthew says, got my tickets. Rob says, banging. Uh, Reese says, hoping to hear back ASAP from the boys. Uh, get my tickets. Uh, Lorna says, looking forward to it. Rob says, most importantly, how much is it for a pint of Carlin in there? Well, I couldn't tell you, mate, because I don't drink. I don't drink much. Um, Will says, cannot wait for the live shows. Hopefully, it'll be great for the channel. Mate, with the channel, like it is what it is, like I'm really excited to be putting on live content, whether it's the evenings with the City Legends. That's going to be amazing, like doing that and just chatting to, to City Legends and then giving you guys the opportunity to engage with them in the same way. It's going to be an amazing experience. But also doing the fan show on a Monday, I really hope we can get that going. And, you know, it might take time to build up, but I'm hoping that more and more people will come and have their say. And if they don't want to go on camera, they can just come and watch and, and we can get a really good atmosphere and make it, a you know, Monday night. That's where people go. Cardiff City, let's go talk about the game on the weekend. Have a pint. Get on, you know, you come on camera, rotate in and out. We just have a chat, talk about the games. I think it'll be wicked. And after so many years of pubs turning Cardiff fans away just because they're Cardiff fans or football fans, I think it's refreshing that you have a pub like the Roman Tavern who's not only embracing football fans, but is actively seeking Cardiff City fans to come to their pub. Like, if you go to Manchester... There's a Manchester City and a Manchester United store in the city centre, and it's all over the place. There's billboards, there's everything, telling you that they have two of the biggest football clubs in the world. If you go into Cardiff City Centre, 
and you didn't know that Cardiff City existed, the football club existed, you wouldn't know anything about it because there's nothing, absolutely nothing, no acknowledgement, no billboards, nothing. It's just nothing. Um, and we want that to change. The pub wants to embrace Cardiff City fans, which I think is refreshing. And I'm happy to be uh, working alongside them to create some content, which hopefully Cardiff City fans can engage in. And then also create these evenings with City Legends, which is not just a one-off. It's going to be a series of evenings with City Legends. They're all going to be quite small, intimate affairs, 50-odd tickets. Get them where you can. Tomorrow, midday, it's going to be a free-for-all, £5 a ticket. Whatever you get, you get. So people have got to be getting, got to be clever, got to get them quick. If people sign up to Patreon, they can get them now. That's up to them. Um, become a member, you get a load of exclusive content. It's uh, it's good, it's good, it's good. Um, what else we got? Reese says, I think we've had a great start. I think tactically mistakes have cost us, and I'm worried he's going to go back to that 4 3 3 without Ramsey. Uh, but again, this is the building phase, not expected promotion. No. And I think that's, look, no one's expecting promotion. But equally, if you get to a position where you might be able to get in the playoffs, you should have write it off. And you shouldn't, you know, oh, we didn't expect to be here, so whatever. No. Like, yeah, it's a, it's almost like a free whack because this season is a transitional season. It's a new manager building for the future. But if we're up there, then let's go for it. And I think just because Ramsey's out, the team has shown that we can still win games in the championship. But it's just about getting that balance right. And I think tactically, it's important that we stick with what's working. Um, I do think he'll play the 4-3-3 flat with Ramsey, Wintle and Syopis against Blackburn because he's away from home. But to me, Blackburn are there for the taking. They're on a terrible run. Just kill that mosquito. Um, they're on a terrible run. They're not in very good form. I didn't think they were that great when we played them in the EFL Cup. I just thought that they had, they utilised their tactics and their bench a bit better in the second half. And we went to pieces and we made some awful mistakes, like terrible mistakes, which we hadn't done previously. Um, and I think the break, like I agree, Matt says, I think the break came at the right time. We weren't playing good football. So hoping the break has allowed the manager to reassess his options and we come back stronger again. And yeah, I think, that's important. Sometimes we looked a bit tired. He doesn't rotate a great deal apart from the forward one or two at the, at the top. Like the, the defence in the midfield pretty much stays the same. So they did look a bit leggy towards the end of that international break. But I think that it's important that Cardiff stick with what's working and what is working is that formation. And I think when you look at the finishing and the form that Atete was in the last few games before the international break, that's something you should jump on and embrace. But the way to embrace that is to get someone like Colwell or Campbell or whoever he, whoever he wants. If he doesn't trust Colwell, someone else in that number 10 to link up and help Atete because what Atete showed me with his finishing and different finishes as well is there's something there which I didn't expect. So a lot of, in the summer, I spent a lot of the summer saying, that Robinson's our best finisher. I was a bit concerned about Mete and these guys. They're good, but their finishing's not great or their link-up play's not great. What Tete has shown me is actually, when he's on it, his finishing is superb. His link-up play is good. And he's, he can hold the ball up. 
That's what we want from a number nine in the system we play. So we have to make sure we get the best out of him and he keeps his head where it was towards the end of that period before the international break because I was really impressed by him, um, which I didn't think I'd be saying six weeks ago. Uh, Reese says, thing with Page is, uh, Robert Page is he doesn't play Ramsey to get the best out of him. He's best at number 10 free roll. The Euros he played there, he was quality. Since then, it's been box-to-box roll. Yeah, and Ramsey has not got the legs to play box-to-box or even like a deep holding sort of midfielder who dictates play. His best role is just let him wander um, just behind the striker and get on the ball. And I think one thing, which is the Croatia game, which we'll talk about in a bit, um, showed is that Wales have got midfielders now who can do that job behind Ramsey so that he doesn't need to be in the deep area. Let's have him behind the striker. Uh, it'd be interesting. Reese says also, I wonder if the cut loss against Blackburn will influence any of his tactical decisions in any way. Well, um, it's interesting with that, mate, because <clears throat> if you remember when we were trying to do the watch-along without the watch-along, we, uh, were, we were looking at some of the danger men who we thought might be on the bench from their first team squad. And actually, a lot of those players that we highlighted were the ones that did the damage, which is frustrating because you kind of, you, you know, if you've highlighted it, why haven't they? Or if they have, why haven't they dealt with it better? But we just made, we made a lot of mistakes in that second half, um, unfortunately. Um, and we just were out of the game by sort of, 55 minutes, I think it was 4-2 and they missed a penalty as well, remember so, you know, it was poor, but um, <clears throat> I'll tell you I forget his name, but I'll tell you now um, they got a, the lad Tronstad in midfield and Sigurdsson Markandi, um, but it was the guy um, who came on half-time, who I thought did a really good job from uh, Britain, came on for Pickering at, at left-back and I thought he did a he changed the way they played um, when I watched it back and they looked really good. So they've got to, we got to deal with it. And um, I think the best thing to do is the best thing for me to do is for Cardiff to play the way they play Blackburn link line up in a four, two, three, one anyway. So you'd be matching up their formation, but ultimately look at the way we played against Swansea, the way we control possession. We've done that a lot this year control possession, control the games, even away from home. So do that. You know, I play Wintel and I play Syopis as a two. I play, I would play Ruben Corwell at 10. And then I would probably go with Tanner and then whoever, Grant, probably Grant. I like do like, especially away from home, actually, I, I would probably go with Grant because he works really hard to help Collins. Um, and I think I'd probably go with a Tete, which is, it's a strange one for me. Six weeks ago, I was not happy with him, and now I think I'd pick him. First choice, which is weird. Um, let's have a look. Do, 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 do. Fan show, Monday, Rum and Tavern. If you can get there, get there. Please embrace it. Please spread the word. Show it. Get people there. Got to get people there for these Monday shows. Get people. I want to grow it and turn it into a thing where like Cardiff fans just come and have their say. I know I, one of my mates is coming down from Britain with Ferry. God bless him. Um, and, of course, 3rd of November, Andy Campbell coming down for a live question and answer. The first in a 
series of live shows featuring Cardiff City legends, hosted, presented by Ace Podcast Nation at the Roman Tavern 1927 Lounge. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at midday for £5. £5, what a bargain. And uh, if you're a member, you can get them now. Patreon.com slash Ace Podcast Nation. Um, right, let's have a look at these comments. <laughs> Rob says, my office day in Cardiff in Cardiff is a Monday. Works well for me. Matthew says, uh, where's the best place to park on a Friday night for the show, mate? Any idea? Rob, you know Cardiff more than me. I'm a designated driver. So uh, Rob can have his council pop. Um, there's a multi-story by the City Arms, which is very close to... Um, the Roman Tavern, like a two-minute walk. However, uh, I have no idea what the price would be. It could be real expensive. You can also park like by City Hall and just walk across. There's a few little places you can park, like round the corner, but you won't be able to park close to the pub, unfortunately. Um, but the Roman Tavern is across the road from the castle, and um, it's beautiful. It looks amazing in the, the world. What they've done with it, the Cardiff City badge and the big lights and. Yeah, they're embracing it, mate. I, I, I've got to say, it's refreshing. Um, but I would park by the museum, to be honest. Uh, it's free, and there's loads of places to park. But uh, um, and what a what a beautiful way to start these series, the City Legend Nights, than to have myself and Andy Campbell back together. The boys are back together to kick them off, to kick the series off. And um, and then it's going to be non-stop. We're going to have every Monday Cardiff City Fan Show. Hopefully then, probably like almost monthly, Ledge City Legends Nights. And they are going to be boom, 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 boom. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, in terms of the Blackburn game, just sort of finally on that, uh, I think Cardiff City will win 2-1. Um, but I do want to spend, I know it's the Cardiff City show, but I do want to talk about um, Wales and Croatia, because I feel like I don't think it's uh, an exaggeration to say that uh, Wales versus Croatia was the best performance by Wales since 2016. Uh, evening, Jaden. You missed the big announcement, but I'll very quickly repeat it for you because I'm a nice guy. And um, we announced that we got a live event. Tickets go on sale tomorrow midday, unless you're a member of Ace Podcast Nation, then you can get them right now. Five pound a ticket. They are limited. There's only 50 tickets. It's a live show with myself and Andy Campbell. The first of a series of shows with Cardiff City Legends, where we'll be talking all things Cardiff, Andy's career, his life, his time in Wales. Anything you guys want to ask him. Very intimate, hands-on. That's why there's only 50 tickets. Midday tomorrow for the general public. Five pound a ticket. But when they're gone, they are gone. 12 o'clock tomorrow, uh, unless you're clever and you sign up to patreon.com slash acepodcastnation and you go get the tickets now and then you haven't got to stress. You ain't got to stress. And we can all meet up and have a jolly old time with Cardiff City Legends. It's going to be fun. Um, like, who impressed you for Wales? Like, Wales versus Croatia. Wales win 2-1. And now it's in their hands. If Wales can win their final two games... They, they qualify. Simple as that. Um, I think it was the best performance by a Welsh team since 2016. Um, I thought Rodan and Ben Davis were flipping phenomenal. And I mean phenomenal. They were so good. Um, 
um, for me, the best players for Wales were Roden Davis and James. But I, I thought, you know, Ampadu had a great game. Nico Williams had a very good game. Um, Connor Roberts was Connor Roberts. David Brooks was pretty good. Harry Wilson, outstanding. Kiefer Moore had a good good game. He didn't get much go for him, but he had a, he worked hard and he had a good game. I thought Dan James made a real big difference when he came on. But um, let's talk about the youngster playing alongside. We had such a young midfield. So in the centre of midfield, as a two and a pivot, you had Ethan Ampadu, who I think is like 20. Highly rated, quality footballer. I really, really, really like him. He's well my AI I wanted kind of to try and find a way to sign him. I thought he was just the perfect signer. But Ethan Ampadu is quality and he was absolutely incredible. But alongside him, you had 19-year-old Jordan James, who's from uh from Hereford, played for Wales all the way through the um through his youth career, 15s, 16s, 18s, 20s, plays for Wales. Uh he's only in his sixth game, massive game, and he was just phenomenal absolutely phenomenal um the quality the aggression like everything that she did was just quality and when i look at that system and i see james and ampadu that's a midfield that could literally be the welsh pivot for for like the next 12 years because they're both 20 odd, they were so good. And then you look at like Nico Williams next to him, and you're thinking, hey, hello, now we're cooking. You look at Dan James, Connor Roberts, for me, is still got question marks. I don't question his commitment and his effort. I question his quality when it really matters. I think he he doesn't always get it right, his decision making. But you could put Dan James there, you got Broadhead, Savage impressed in a friendly as well. Kiefer Moore, and when you put James Lampadu and have Ramsey in front, oof, Wales could be cooking. Because if we can get, if Ramsey can play in the role and with the quality he started with Cardiff, then with those two behind and David Brooks, Harry Wilson milling about, Wales could be so dangerous. Um, I've, I don't attempt fate, but I do, I fancy us. I gotta say, like on that performance, if we play like that against, if we play like that against um, Armenia and Turkey, then I'm pretty confident that we'll get the results we need. That's how good that performance was. It was absolutely outstanding. Um, so let's have a look at some more comments before we uh, talk more about Wales. Uh, Wales says what a performance against Croatia. Hopefully they can finish the job. Uh, Reese says, should I have Reese's uh, Reese's mum? Yeah, you should absolutely have Reese's mum on there. Um, if you want to get your tickets for Andy Campbell show, get them 12 o'clock tomorrow or sign up to patreon.com and get them now. Patreon.com slash ace podcast nation. Uh, Rob Boyle says, I know we are moving away from it now, side, but what time is it started? Do you know what, Rob? I don't actually know. Um, I can't remember if it's seven or eight o'clock. Um, what does it say on that image, baby? Should we have a look? Have a looks. Um, oh, I'm starting to feel my chest a lot. It doesn't say. Um, 
I shall double check that. It'll be like seven or eight o'clock, but I will triple check that just in just to be on the safe side. But uh, yeah, I cannot wait for that. It's going to be an amazing, uh, amazing evening. And of course, you know, if you can get down to Cardiff on a Monday night, come to the Cardiff City fan shows. They kick off at eight o'clock. If you want to get on camera and have your say, come on down for like half seven, get involved, say hello. And we're going to make it like a real special weekly thing where we just talk about the games. We're going to live stream it. We're going to go in the 1927 lounge. People can have a drink and just talk about Cardiff and stuff. It's, uh, I think it's, like I said before, it's really refreshing to see a pub embracing Cardiff fans and football fans generally. Uh, Jaden says, I went to the Wales game, had to sit in a Ninian, a bit different from my usual seat in the Canton. <laughs> um, Ree says, I know it was a friendly last week, side, but Charlie Savage has done enough to be looked at a bit more. With Reading's financial troubles, might be worth sniffing around him in January. Yeah, mate, um, if you remember, we were linked with Charlie Savage before he went to Reading. Um, and I said at the time that everyone who I know at Manchester Way really rates him highly. And like Ten Hag like, did give him some game time. Not much. But he has, you know, when you look at who he's got in front of him, whether they're performing or not, it's another point. Like it was always going to be difficult for him to break in because he's got even Kobe Main, who's like so so good. Like it was going to be difficult for him to break through even the youngsters who were with him in his position. So I think it was the right move for him to go get regular football in the champ. In I think he should have gone to a Championship club rather than League One. I really do. Like I understand why he went to Reading. I understand like the pull of Leicester and that. I just I would have liked to have seen him maybe gamble a little bit and come to Cardiff. I felt like he would have been a great signing. Like you imagine him when Wintle needs a break or or, or Savage and Sayoffice alongside each other. What a combination. That would be superb. And I think he'd be a, a great option for the squad overall. And um, I can't imagine that Reading will want to sell him after only just signing him, but I guess it depends on how bad their um, how bad their financial situation is, because you are right. He was impressive in the friendly, and it is a friendly, and it's against Gibraltar, which is like you know a lot of part-time footballers and stuff like that. Um, however, you can only play what you can play in, and I thought he did an excellent job. Looks really comfortable on the ball, but I like that he's got a bit of aggression in him like for the tackle and he likes to work work hard and battle but he's got quality on the ball like he's quite composed and he uses the ball quite well he impressed me i gotta say i agree with you i thought he was really good and i think when you look at that you've got jordan james and ampadu putting in a performance like they did against croatia and you've got brooks back you've got wilson getting a couple of goals then you've got broadhead coming off the bench and doing well you've got daniel james coming off the bench and doing well and then you've got Charlie Savage didn't get a look in, but for the future, you know, has he overtaken people like Levitt now? So it's exciting times, exciting times. And I saw on social media today, like a lot of people criticizing the people who were like questioning Robert Page. But let's be honest, right? Let's be blunt. If Wales had performed like they did against Croatia on a regular basis under Robert Page, not only would we have done better in the Euros, we'd have done better in the World Cup, but we'd also probably be already qualified in this group because that's how good that performance was. But that's one performance in his whole tenure 
I can't think of another performance where we were that good in his whole tenure. Now, is that because the players were playing for him and there was a bit of pressure on him? I don't know. But I don't think it's unfair to ask the question. Like, people were asking questions of him when he took over from Ryan Giggs in the Euros. And I thought that was a bit unfair because it wasn't really his squad. I think, you know, that was difficult. It was a difficult situation for him. So I could understand. And I said at the time, I think you've got to give him a bit of time. But you can ask the question, like, is he ready for a job at this level? Has he got the tactical nags for it? Because some of his subs were diabolical. They were weird. But he then qualified, you know, he qualified for the World Cup. You've got to give him credit. But then at the World Cup, we were shite. Like, terrible. And we should have got out of that. I don't care what anyone says. With the squad we have got, with a mixture of the young players and the older players, that group, we should have finished second, at least. And very naive, the way we played, the substitutions, the, the tactics, everything was very poor. And I think you're allowed to criticise that. Just because you criticise someone doesn't say you want him to be sacked. And just because you say you want him to be sacked doesn't mean you've got an agenda it might just mean that you don't think he's the right man for the job. There's a way to do these things, of course. But I think it's outrageous that people are like trying to rewrite history almost and go, oh, yeah, you know, why are people criticising Robert Page? He was never in doubt. And look, I'm sure the players love him. I'm sure of it. I'm sure there's a really tight-knit group. You can see that. And there's a lot of young players in the group, which I think also adds to that like tight-knit feeling. But like... He's not immune from criticism. And in the last probably 18 months, two years, Wales probably deserved a bit of criticism the way they've played. They haven't played up to the standard that they've created for themselves. And then when you hear players saying things like, oh, yeah, we're a small, small nation and we shouldn't expect to qualify for every tournament, that's a change in mentality that we've built over the last several years. Because... People like Chris Coleman and Gary Speed and, and Ryan Giggs have worked on changing that mentality and making the mentality, no, we we are going to qualify. We will qualify. So to hear that change in mentality was worry, worrying in an interview. Even if that's what they think, to be saying it in an interview was worrying. Um, so I don't think it's like outrageous to question him. But he deserves to see out this campaign. And I think he's got himself into a position now where it's in their hands. They just got to win the two games against Armenia and Turkey. Not going to be easy. And they, if they perform like that, I think they will win those both games. Hopefully, they can get Ramsey back for it as well, which I think will make a huge difference. But, you know, Turkey will be tactically clever. They will look at how we played, and they will try and, you know, they will try and stop us from playing. So we have to find a way. Um. Reese says, thing is, January window has, uh, has been what saved us the past few seasons. Our signings have been spot on. So if we can continue that trend with one or two, we could be dark horse for the playoff. I agree with that. My worry is that we've now got money to spend. And I do worry if how we all spend it, whether we'll get a bit excited. But we'll see. And um, Reese's mum says, Wales need a proper manager for want of a better word. Yeah, It's not an outrageous comment, but it is what it is. Will says, I think we'll be playoff contenders. Uh, like you said, one or two sign-ins. Kiefer Moore, please. Uh, and I think we'll be up there. Yeah, and I, I think, can you imagine if we're, if Cardiff were able to bring in somehow Charlie Savage and Kiefer Moore? 
be happy with that. Although I think I do think we needed one defender, like a defend a young defender who can play centre back and is good on the ball, but could also play full back would be ideal. Um, Reese says the criticism of front page isn't about results from me it's about his tactical naivety his game management he's shown over two tournaments that he's not he just hasn't learnt and I think again I think that's fair um, Reese says I think we're one or two players short I think we should be preparing for the next season come January so targeting players that we want to replace the loan players so for instance Kiefer Moore for us well yeah I think if we could sign Kiefer Moore permanently I think that's a great signing not just for this season but long term uh Reese says anyone anyone else shocked to see Roy Keane was rumored to have taken over uh, the job from Page that would be disastrous I think so that was interesting that was reported by the paper which we shall not name and then um, what was interesting is they named Noel Mooney as the guy who wanted Robert Page out and wanted Roy Keane in. Noel Mooney said the very same day, absolute rubbish. It's just complete, like, factually, just non-existently. I can't remember the word that he used, but he basically just put it to bed. And said it was absolutely bullshit in every way. The fact that he wanted Page out and the fact that he wanted Roy Keane in was just that paper. Yeah, there's a reason why people shun that newspaper because it's they just outrageous what they do. Um, Jaden says, in gutted, we didn't get Tunzebi. Yeah, that was the one I really, like, as you know, regular viewers will know, I really was banging the drum for him. I thought he was perfect for what Cardiff needed. And the way... <clears throat> Do you know what? The way Mark McGuinness has been playing and the way Gutas has played since they switched sides, put Tinzebi in there as a three, and I think you could be really on to something. Um, Reese says, also great news, Cardiff hosting the opening games of Euro 28. Can't wait to see some games there. Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? Um, it's interesting, isn't it, because they're doing that joint hosting thing. If the home nations don't qualify through the traditional route they might end up qualifying anyway because they'll be the host teams so that, i thought that was quite interesting i'm not entirely sure how that will work but it's it's interesting to me at least um <coughs> sorry <coughs> she cannot shake it it's doing nothing i gotta say um but yeah wales were i thought wales were excellent i thought harry wilson was pretty good two goals two good finishes um got into some clever places but it was the the spine of the team for me which i thought did a great job from the keeper roden james lampadu ben davis um brooks i thought did well and Kiefer Moore. but you know nico williams was excellent um daniel james was great when he came on and i think it was very encouraging i'd really like to see that midfield with the two number tens and it seems mad to drop Harry Wilson, but so I'll ask you the question, right? Who would you drop out of Wilson and Brooks to bring in to bring Ramsey back in as one of the tens behind Kiefer Moore? Which one do you drop? Because that's really difficult. Because Harry Wilson has just scored two goals and won us the game versus Croatia. David Brooks maybe still finding his feet a little bit, but I think David Brooks has shown that he is absolute quality, and I think he's 
still, you know, a quality, quality footballer. So which one's got to go? Um, I really like Brooks. And I think maybe I'm basing it more on like historically rather than current form, because I do think he's still finding his form after, you know, coming back from, from battling cancer and stuff like that. I think it, you know, it does take time, doesn't it? And I think that maybe he hasn't quite found the, or hit the heights that he was at before. But, yeah, I think that's interesting. So Reese says, and if you're going to play Ramsey as a proper number 10 free roll, then I'd play Ramsey over Brooks. However, if you're not going to utilise Ramsey properly, there's no point in starting him. Well, let's put it this way, mate, right? If Ramsey's going to play in a free role or a number 10 role behind Kiefer Moore, then I think he absolutely starts all day. But if you were going to say, oh, right, he's going to play deeper as as part of that double pivot, I ain't dropping Ampadu or James on for Ramsey on that performance to play in that position. No way. Not a chance. They Those two would be the first names on my team sheet. To be honest with you, they like he likes this sort of five, sort of or three, four, three type thing. Then he with two number tens behind Moore and Williams and Roberts as the sort of wing backs, which I I don't hate it. I got to say, I don't hate it, and I think it's quite a clever little formation if you can play well. If you you got to play certain, you've got to play your game in certain areas. So the idea is to get it up to the striker or the wide areas and then you use the number 10s and the pivot the two holding midfielders to create a box to box off the midfield and then create a low overload in the wide areas and i think when we've tried that before that formation it hasn't always worked but i think part of that reason is because of the personnel they've put in there so they've put ramsey in deep but with Ampadu and James, you have a good mix of aggression and the ability to pass. But also, what they have is legs, both of them. They can get about and they can press and they can, you know, they can get at people and win the ball back high up the pitch. And I think that's what we have lacked a lot of times. Like in the World Cup, particularly, we really just lack, like, just legs to go and win the ball back and press. And it was so infuriating during the World Cup, like watching the team, like with no, you know, all the no disrespect whatsoever, but watching a team like Iran be faster and more technically sound on the ball was like, it was infuriating, because like I said, I, I expected us to get out of that group. I thought it was a group that we were perfectly capable of getting out and. We just didn't turn up for it. Whereas this Croatia game, like we played like we did against Croatia in that World Cup, there's a good chance we win the bloody group. Because England never like really turn up when they play us. They never seem to be able to get the same level of performance out of their players for whatever reason. But we just haven't been able to consistently get that type of performance out of the players for whatever reason with this manager. So I would love love if wales can put performances that they did against croatia together regularly 
they'll give anyone a game because that's how good that that performance was outstanding, not just in terms of heart and desire and work rate and all you know all the things you associate with Welsh teams, which you always have to have as a small nation. But it was the quality when we did have the ball to use it and. Like you look at the cross Daniel James puts in, they put a cross in initially. I think it's Wilson tries to cross it and it gets blocked and it comes out to Daniel James. And so many times over the years, he would have either gone back and just passed it back to the defence or he would have gone down a blind alley and probably got tackled in the corner or something. And he just puts his foot on the ball encourages the press, the press comes, and then he just dinks a little cross over to, to Harry Wilson. Really, really clever, really quality ball. And it was that. And that came because Nico Williams kept balling. So when they blocked the initial cross, it was going out for a throw-in. And I was thinking, no, keep it in and get at them. They're not in position and they're not ready. And he kept it in. Like so many times over the years, negative, we'd have just let it go out for a throw-in we were 1-0 up, like slow the game down. But it was like, no, no, let's get at them. Let's get a second. And that attitude, is the men- that's the mentality that Wales have to have to compete with these bigger nations. You have to have that aggression and that what that, that will to win and that will to attack teams. And the one thing which pleased me with the Croatia game, or one of the things, was even when it went to 2-1, yes, we dropped a bit deeper and, you know, became a bit more compact and, and which everything which you'd expect when you're defending the lead. But we also were trying to hit them on the counter-attack and we were still creating, which is what you have to do. Because if we'd gone and got a third, which we nearly did, kills the game. Beautiful to see. Beautiful to see. Um, right, guys, just to finish off, if you'll indulge me a little bit. Yeah, Ruben Corwell, I... Got to get a game, man. I'd like to, like, even off the bench for Wales, like, I'd get, like... I don't know what Ruben Corwell more he could do this season to get a start for Cardiff when Ramsey's out. Because every cameo, every start he's had, he's performed, not just performed well, but he's come up with assists and goals. So I, I really don't know what else they're asking him to do that he's not doing, which is meaning that he's not getting a start or more time. Because I've been really impressed with him this year. And I think... If the manager is not going to play him as Ramsey's understudy, then for the player, would he be better going on loan? I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't. But I think it's something to consider. Because like five minutes here and there for his age and the, the where he's at in his career, I don't think it's enough. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting for sure. Um, so yeah, what I wanted to just very quickly say, guys. Obviously, as I mentioned earlier with the show with Andy, you know, we had, we had started to plan out some stuff for the AC Footy Show, um, and then Andy went to Middlesbrough, and it didn't happen. Um, and I was a bit demoralising. It was really gutted, and you know, stuff has happened since then, which has meant that certain shows have stopped, and it's been tough. And um, if you had said to me, like in two thousand and eight. I got married. In 2008, I got married and two weeks later, I had a car crash, which changed my life forever. And it means I walk with a walking stick now and stuff like that. But the, the five years after that, um, I was kind of misdiagnosed and using a wheelchair and all this sort of stuff. 
if you were 12 months after that accident if you had asked me where i would be at 41 i would have told you and i would have been dead street serious that i'd be dead because i was done i had finished i i was not interested and to then like go on this weird trip that i've been on and to now ultimately be going about this and getting this opportunity to do these fan shows and to put these evenings on with these city legends like that's for me as just a kid from cardiff is like a dream come true and i'm really grateful to to everyone involved for giving me the opportunity to do those things and asking me to do those things it's something which i take pride in and i think you know i've done my best to build the channel up and and the shows and the different content and all different things to get opportunities like this like this is what i've been kind of waiting for and building and what i just wanted to say is right is there was a point in from 2008 to about 2013 where i just wanted to die like and there's no like if ands or buts about it that's all i i i was in so much pain I was a burden to everyone around me. I was miserable. And I just wanted to die. And now I'm getting to do these wild things that I never got expected to be. I had the opportunity to do. I'm friends with different people. I've got a smaller circle. I'm friends with people who used to be my heroes. My best mate is the brother of like someone who i grew up idolizing and turns out his brother was a prick and he's like the standest guy ever but there we go such is life but like my point is is like no matter how bad you feel and how much you think ah oh, this shit is done i'm done i've had enough like just keep going keep fighting keep moving forward just take it day by day and move forward Get people around you who you trust, who you love, even if it's one person. Because that's where it started with me, is one person. My missus dragged me, kicking and screaming. And eventually, things happen and blah, blah, blah. But, like, my point is, like, just don't don't give up. Like, because regardless of what happens with over the next year, like, this could all go badly and fall apart and whatever. Because, you know, I'm pessimistic. It could go really well and i hope it does i hope it all goes amazing and i hope it works out how i would like it and how i envisage it i hope that all comes off not just for me for the roman tavern for dan for cardiff city fans because i think it'll be incredible to create this thing this weekly show where cardiff fans can come and talk and and have their say and, and talk about the games and interact with each other and you know meet new people and have mates and the rest of it get out of the house and come and see people but like if you are done like i was just wake up tomorrow and just do the day see what happens because i'm fucking telling you straight that you will if you just keep going day by day life is so weird and it takes you in just strange strange places and you never know what's around the corner you never know what's going to happen if you find something or you find people that you're passionate about embrace it and see what happens anyway thank you for indulging me there for a couple of minutes um 
we'll put that down to the fact that I've been ill for the last week and I'm feeling a bit emotional. But I just wanted to say that because I know like there's people out there who are struggling, man. Like times are hard. Like I said um, the other week, I don't think I've ever been as skint as I am now. And I used to be an alcoholic who didn't eat and lived on fucking nicotine and other such things. Like times are hard. I understand that. And like with all these shows, we're going to try and keep the cost of the tickets as low as possible. I think it's amazing that they've been able to do the tickets for five pound for Andy Campbell's show. And look, some of them might not be five pound. If they're not, it's not because we're trying to make more money or anything like that. It's because there's costs involved to, to getting people down and stuff like that. But ultimately, what it comes down to is we are creating and we're having these things which are going to be absolutely flipping amazing for Cardiff City fans. So get your ass down to the Roman Tavern on a Monday night for the Cardiff City Fan Show. And then tomorrow at midday, tomorrow, midday, get your tickets for the Ace Podcast Nation presents the Andy Campbell live Q&A, the first in a series with Cardiff City legends. The tickets are only £5.00. Limited to 50 people, though. And remember that Ace Podcast Nation members can get those tickets right now if you have signed up to patreon.com slash Nation, You can get those tickets now. Get in. Make sure you get your tickets. And you get to, you know, it's 50 people. You get to interact with the legends. You get to talk to them. You have photos. Like, face-to-face, really ask them stuff and, and hears their stories about everything. And it's going to be an incredible experience. And um, I'm really excited to see like some of the people that we've got lined up. And it's going to be amazing. But I'm even more excited to kick off with my man, Andy Campbell. Um, it's going to be incredible. Um, those of you who have already got your tickets, thank you so much. Those of you who are going to get them tonight and in the morning, get them, get them, get them. All I can say is if you're a member and you want to go, get those tickets ASAP. Because at 12 o'clock, £5 a ticket, it's general sale. Anyone's, you know, it's first come, first served. And if there ain't many left, there ain't many left, my friends. It is what it is. Um, As always, appreciate you all. Thank you for your time. I'm going to put some posts up now announcing the Andy Campbell thing. Please share the shit out of them. Please share all the fan show posts and everything. Share them on forums, groups, whatever you're members of, kind of city stuff. Please just share them everywhere because the more the merrier. Everyone's welcome. Let's get those people in. Um, but I need your help to get a word out, especially for those fan shows. Like it's going to make like a real big difference if you guys can get your mates to come. You can get your get people to spread the word. We want kind of city fans. If you don't want to be on camera, just come down. Have a pint, say hello, watch the show, whatever. If you want to be on camera, wicked. More the merrier. Come join us. Guys, appreciate you. Um, make sure you share everything and all that good stuff. Drop a like on the video. Um, take care. You're blessed. Sports Social Podcast Network.